Welcome to episode 144 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, is Matt Cassell. Hello! And Ian Sharpley. Hello? It is Monday night, March 14th, and tonight we're going to talk the second Captain America Civil War trailer that finally gave us a glimpse of what Marvel's going to do now that they have Spider-Man in their house. I think we're going to have a spirited show tonight. May get some mixed opinions. Is, is, that, is that because Ian is half black and half white? Is that what uh, you meant by that? I was going to make that joke, and I was like, hmm. For any of you listeners out that. there. I, I've, we can get into it. Why don't we do housekeeping? My ethnicity? The, the mixed, mixed opinions. Uh. But... All of Sharpley's opinions are mixed. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you. You guys are terrible. Why don't we start with housekeeping with Matt Cassell? I wasn't prepared, but you know what? I'm going to soldier on. Guys, check out mixos.com. There you're going to find this glorious podcast every single week. You're also going to find our beautiful comic strip illustrated and written by none other than Ian Sharpley and Paul McGinty. And then you have reviews once a week. Um, mixos.com check us out on um, check out the podcast on uh, Libsyn um, iTunes iTunes Stitcher Stitcher Podomatic Podomatic and for those classic episodes Ian where can the people go to get them mixospodcast.libsyn.com there you have it Paul what are we talking about tonight we're talking about Spider-Man uh, what's the kid's name Hammond. John Hammond. Tom Andrew Holland? Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. John Hammond. Research! Pre-show research. God damn you. John Hammond. Uh, Spare no expense. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did a whole other different thing. Uh, so, last week Marvel released their second full-length trailer for Civil War. And I think, overall, it was a fantastic trailer. We got a really good look at uh, what the hero on hero dynamics are going to be what really brings them to blows and at the end we get the surprise appearance by what tony stark calls underoos and it turns out to be spider-man so you guys you two matt and ian are much bigger spider-man loyalists than me so i would like to start why don't we start with matt i have a feeling that ian your opinion's going to be a little mixed it's going to be a little incendiary. Like we've established, all of Ian's opinions are mixed. So, Matt, what do you want to talk about? The trailer? Spider-Man, specifically? Well, I had some questions about the trailer. Um, but now I can't remember them. But I thought the trailer looked really good. Really good. Um... I don't know exactly what's going on. I think there's some kind of editing trickery happening to make us think certain things are kind of put together the way that um, the way that they really aren't in the movie. I was trying to pay specific attention. So, like, when, you know, um, Thunderbolt Ross is talking about Captain, people are scared. That was Ross, right? Thunderbolt yeah. Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Tony Stark goes, that's where I come in. I don't think that was part of that scene. 
I don't think. Like, I don't think Iron Man makes a surprise appearance at that moment. I could be wrong, but that wasn't... I don't think... It, it looked like it was a different way. room that right. they were having that conversation in. Um, I also was confused when... Um, <laughs> are we screen capping or are we podcasting? What are you screen capping over there? Worry, you filthy pervert. And, and here's the funny it. thing. When it happened, Paul looked like, <gasps> Oh, no, what are you And then he's like, No, no, it wasn't me, but it was like so obviously you. I had already I had already held down Shift Command 4 and started scrolling. So there was a moment of, Did I fucking mute this or not? So I was just as surprised as you guys. I was genuine. As Paul would traditionally say, that's not going to pick up. <laughs> Behind the scenes, folks, it's a big Kings game tonight, so Paul may be a little distracted. Huge. Huge. Big barometer game tonight. What place are the Kings in? Uh, either first or second. So why the hell does it matter? What kind of fan are you? Uh, maybe, because they I switch don't know. every night because they can't string uh, together two fucking wins anymore. Why does it matter? Like, they're going to make the playoffs. Who cares? Well, you know, they don't have the X by their name. They're currently in first with two points ahead of the Ducks, but you never know. Yeah, I, I think they're going to make it, but this is a game against the Blackhawks tonight. Blackhawks are kings of the NHL. So, a big barometer game. Aren't you know, the kings, you, you test your the kings of the NHL? I, don't I, know. I would think so. You would think you'd use a different word. Right. You know? I hate both your guts. Matt, you were telling us about Civil War. <laughs> so, <laughs> the Steelers are the Steelers of the NFL. <laughs> Both of your guts. <laughs> anyway, um, so it appears to me like there's there's a moment in the trailer when um, Tony Stark is having a very serious debate conversation with Black Widow about whose side you're on, watch your back, that kind of stuff. And then later in the trailer, which I think is in chronological order, at least in this instance, we see the two... Uh, sides that are kind of like it looks like they're on some kind of airport tarmac or something running at each other and um, Black Widow is running with Iron Man and his crew she's not on Cap's side and I was like wait I'm under the impression based on the way the rest of the trip Ian you're looking at me weird yeah, because everything leading into Did this... Did I see that weird? Did, was she not on Iron Man's side at that She moment? was always on... I, I don't know what would lead you to think that she would be on Cap's side, other than the previous movies where she generally is with Captain America, but everything that we've seen so far in this movie, in the, mm -hmm. the teasers, in the, the first trailer, mm -hmm. it seems like Natasha is trying to talk Steve Rogers into joining... Iron Man's side in seeing registration as the way that the heroes have to go. But it appeared to me that Tony Stark and Natasha are having that heated conversation, like, you know, uh, you know, I'm not the one that needs to watch their back. I was wasn't she talking to, wasn't she talking to Captain America? No, I thought she was talking to Tony. Yeah, she was. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought that she everything that she said has been pretty much pro-registration. This is something we have to do, Steve. You have to see that. And then I thought that uh, again, there's so much happening. It happened so fast. It was maybe very stupid of us to just watch it like one time before this. But like, didn't didn't she, wasn't she fighting against like Black Panther or something? Like somebody else on Tony's side? It, it just, she seems kind of like the X Factor where she might end up on a different side than where she started although I have a feeling Spider-Man's gonna be that X-Factor um but 
Yeah, I, I don't I don't remember her fighting Black Panther, but I've always thought that she was the person that is trying desperately to convince Steve that Tony's way is the the right way and he is going to start a war if he doesn't go along right, with this. Right, right, right. So um yeah, this trailer, man, it it really looked it really looks like it's going to be a great movie. This was the most serious trailer that we've seen so far. The tone of everything is just really dark, really, really serious, can really I, heavy. Up we, until we get to the end. Let's pause for one second. I don't know. The Avengers 2 trailer was pretty fucking serious, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But looking back on it, we know now. That yeah, that movie now was... it's like, you know what it is? It's It's... Banana peels and cream pies yes. all day long. And I, I was going to say, unlike the Age of Ultron trailer, I think they're really going to deliver on the heavy seriousness. Captain America Winter Soldier was a heavy, serious film. This is cut, brought to you by the same writers and director uh, directors. Is it? It's the uh, Russo brothers. They, they they write and direct. Is that right? I do believe that's the case. Okay, so it was. You know, it's brought to you by those guys that did deliver on the promise of a more serious toned Marvel movie. So I don't think that we're going to get right. a switcheroo at any point here. Okay. Um, I know what you, you mean by some of the things in the trailer are a little bit misleading. I know in the first trailer, they highlight War Machine and getting getting knocked down. You don't really get to see what happens in the first trailer, but he does have some damage to the front of his, uh, his arc reactor. Yeah. And later in that trailer you see Winter Soldier grab a hold of Iron Man and go for the arc reactor. So that trailer leads you to believe that something happened where Winter Soldier tore out uh, Rhodey's arc reactor. Right, right. In this trailer, you get to see a little bit clearer of what happens yeah, to War Machine. Yeah, he shoots him. Yeah. Right. Now, are we to assume that, that War Machine bites it? I don't know. I don't know. Like, are they revealing a major character death in, in the trailer? You Just, think that they would save that, right? But there's so many characters. There's so many new characters. It's almost like War Machine who? That's why I can't believe that actually kill him in this movie, because they showed it in the trailer. Yeah. If they're going to... If they're, you know, any class of filmmaker, you're not going to give that away. Mm -hmm. Like, you want to save that for the theater experience. Yeah. So, yeah, Rhodey may be banged up, but I, I don't think they're going to kill him. If they kill the Vision, that's awesome, because I don't think... I don't like the Vision. No, you didn't like, like the Vision in Age of Ultron? I didn't like Vision in Age of Ultron. He was one of the better things about that fucking movie. I don't like the way he looks. Like, I don't like... There's nothing I like about the Vision. I like Paul Bettany. Sorry that... Well, then there's something that you in this like. Movie. They're not going to kill the Vision, dude. Why? He's going to be. Why not? He's going to be one of these new Avengers going forward. I'm pretty sure they're going to keep him on the team. Um, there's only one person that's dying in this movie. Fucking spoiler alert, everyone. His name's in the. The yeah. His name is the movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I would prefer them to kill, the Vision, but yeah, Captain America's fucking dead. D E D dead. Right, Matt. Uh, you don't think so? No, probably. They're going to kill him and then they're going to find a way to resurrect him with some of those Infinity Stones? Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably a pretty safe bet. Uh, and then, of course, we have in the trailer just a, a brief, maybe one second of um, 
Captain America fighting Crossbones, which I suspect probably happens in the first few minutes of the movie. Yeah, Crossbones they, looks pretty cool. Right, but I think that that's probably that that thread is probably resolved with just like in the second Captain America movie, the the raid on the uh, freighter uh, ship. I have a feeling the first ten minutes of the movie will be Crossbones, and that'll be it. It'll be resolved. From what I've read online about uh, Crossbones and Frank Frank Grillo, the guy that plays him, like Crossbones is kind of the crux for all this. So, like from what I piece together, it sounds like it's not going to be um, new Avengers or whoever is responsible for Stanford in the book. It's Crossbones. He's really the linchpin that gets this entire plot rolling. Yeah. It was the New, new Warriors. Warriors. New yeah, Warriors, it was Speedball and yeah. those goofballs. Could be. There was um there's one other part in the trailer that I really liked when Captain America's fighting Iron Man and Tony's kinda like, you know, we need to end this or I'm gonna end this or something like that. And Steve Rogers is kind of beat up, and he's like, I could do this all day. It's a parallel to the fight that he has in Captain America, the first Avenger, when the bully is going up against him, and he's skinny Steve Rogers, and he's fighting. It's the same, like, uh, posture, where he's kind of beat up, and same line of dialogue. So I thought that that was kind oh, of that's cool. that's awesome. I didn't even know that. That's a cool, like, thread How there. How did you catch that? You read it somewhere. I did read it somewhere. You dork. <laughs> <laughs> Try to pass it off like you knew it. Oh, well, I did know it. Well, I like... I just happened to read it somewhere first. It's called show prep, Matt. I like I liked that scene, too, but not because it echoed back to something that previously happened, but just because it's fucking badass. It is and badass. Capskin is fucking ass-kicked, and he's like, fuck it, let's keep going. It's like Daredevil in the, the hallway scene that Matt hates so much. Mm. He's getting his ass kicked and just keeps going. The only difference is this fight actually looks like real instead of just like LARPing basically. <laughs> Listeners, if you could if you could hear the look Ian and I just exchanged. <laughs> I love that uh, so, and I love I love when uh Iron Man puts that the iron glove on from his watch. His iron watch. And yeah. and uh Winter and, Soldier tries to shoot him in right. the face. <laughs> and Tony has this look of utter disbelief, like "Holy fuck, you you were you were gonna shoot me, <laughs> right?" It's fucking awesome. It's so perfect the way that goes down. Like I'm pretty amped about seeing this movie. This and it's little stuff like that 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 sell. Like yeah, because it's character is. stuff. It's letting the characters do what they do. Like we, they're so fucking established at this point. Now you can just let them live without really trying to necessarily push plot points too heavily like let the characters tell the story are we worried that they're overstuffing this film that there's going to be too many heroes well you know i was looking at it and i'm like this doesn't feel like captain america movie this feels like avengers 3 to me um maybe it will be more like a captain america movie than we're giving it credit but this seriously looks like avengers 3 i think tone wise it's definitely going to be a captain america movie uh, it's going to be a little more grounded. Granted, we're still going to have, you know, flying spaceships. And, it looks uh, like it's going to be like two and a half hours. It's pretty solid. But when you think about it, you have all the all the classic Avengers, the Iron Man stuff, the Captain America. Then you throw in all of the new Avengers. You, you're going to have to give time for, mm. for Falcon. You're going to have to give time for... Um, 
Scarlet Witch and Black Panther and Vision and Hawkeye. I mean, how are they going to fit all, make all these people relevant? I don't know, but how cool does Black Panther look? He looks really badass. He, he looks, looks really exactly cool. the way he's supposed to look. I like when he's chasing after Winter Soldier and he kind of, he jumps off the truck and he kind of, it's very Panther-like where he's like kind of coming at him in a, you know, So in, in a does Black fashion. Panther have Panther-like superpowers? I don't think so. I think he just has like super strength. Okay, well, and he has some shit going on yeah. in this movie. He's Black but Captain that's, America. That's a really cool moment because you, if you kind of like pay attention, um, you know, I've seen this trailer now like five times, but this is the first time I realized Black Panther's giving chase to Winter Soldier, but then you have Cap on his motorcycle trying to catch up. So who the hell knows what's going to happen? Because Black Panther catches Winter Soldier, but Cap's hot on their heels, so it's going to be cool. Uh, I am amped for this movie, and, and we haven't even talked about the big, the big crazy reveal at the end. Ian, did you see that Spider-Man actually makes an appearance in this movie. I did see that. I was surprised that Spider-Man, that we're actually getting Spider-Man. The day that this trailer came out, I was talking to somebody and I said, I don't even know if a costume version of Spider-Man is going to appear in this. And I was shouted down and challenged to make a bet, but I, luckily... You know not to do something. I I, I told this person, uh, Jason Kumpmiller resident villain of the podcast told him i was one for one with my bets and i was not going to <laughs> chance it but i i was really surprised that we got spider-man in this i thought we were going to get peter parker i really did yeah i would have thought so too and maybe just in the movie not even like in the trailer right but there is strategy involved here we saw spider-man for a reason you want to know what that reason is batman v superman I believe that it's gaining a lot of momentum and steam. Everything we've been seeing looks really cool. People are getting excited, and Marvel finally said, okay, okay. That's cool, but what do you think of this? Iron Man versus Captain America versus the Winter Soldier versus the Black Panther. Oh, and Spider-Man? <clears throat> it was almost like, we can do what you do, but better. Um, because DC's looks to be bringing it very seriously here and marvel was like ah not so fast i i don't think that was a coincidence that they re released this trailer with spider-man weeks before batman v superman and i even think the image that has been repeated over and over and over it's a strategic move it's spider-man with captain america's iconic shield on his arm there's no doubt that these two worlds, the Spider-Man that's existed in the movies, is meeting all of your favorite Marvel totally. superheroes. We are always talking about how the, the DC movies feel like film, and they seem to be framed a little bit more artistically. And cool shit goes on in the Marvel movies, but not iconically so. Well, Spider-Man's reveal proves otherwise, because the shot where he lands on top of that van or whatever it is, and he's holding that shield, that is iconic and it will be iconic forever that's all people are always going to recognize that as the first time they saw spider-man enter the uh, marvel cinematic universe um what was your reaction ian when you first saw spider-man no you know what ian i'm, I'm gonna we're gonna circle back to you let's talk to paul paul you've been awfully quiet over there i know that what's the score of the king's game buddy 
Uh, still two nothing. All right. Kings. Go go guys. The Kings of the NHL or the Los the Angeles Kings of the Kings. NHL, not the Sacramento Kings uh, of the NBA. So when you first saw Spider Man, were you expecting it? No, no. It was I was surprised. And it totally caught you yeah, off guard. Yeah, I, I thought that um, I thought that Marvel may hold back and save some real surprise for the movie, but I guess I think maybe you're right. And you know they felt you know DC's building promotion and thought they needed to counter that. But yeah, I, it, when we didn't see or hear anything in the first trailer, I was like, oh well, they're they're gonna save it all. Mm-hmm. But no, we get um, no, we pretty much see everything we need to see. Yeah, they're not holding anything back. They're they're kind of doing what DC did with their their second trailer for Batman v Superman. They're kind of basically telling you the story in bullet point format. Now we just need to kind of fill in the gaps. I'm kind of okay with it because I read Civil War, and although we all read. Dark Knight Returns as well. So, um, but I'm kind of cool with it because I sort of feel like I know how it's going to end. Um, I just want to see it happen. You know, seeing these characters actually fight. It's kind of like in the the third Star Wars movie. It's like you know Anakin and Obi Wan are going to fight. You just want to see it. You just want to finally see what it looks like. I think that this might even be a better version of the story of Civil War. Uh, I think that the the end of Civil War in the comic books kind of was a little bit flat, but I think that we're going to get a more satisfying um, story all together with more impactful moments, bigger battles. It's going to be special because Spider-Man's included. Um, so I'm actually... And, and I think this is going to be a little more faithful to Civil War, whereas Batman Superman, it looks like it's borrowing elements from a whole bunch of other things. The True. main... The main, you know, focal point is the Dark Knight Returns stuff, but they're going to be picking and choosing from different iconic DC right. moments. Um, I love it. I love that they're, they have all the major players to put into this movie. Um, you know, like, I'm trying to think. I don't really remember Fantastic Four being involved or heavily influential in Civil War. Reed Richards was in there. <clears throat> he was with um, he was with Iron Man. I remember that. Dar- Actually, some of the FF were divided, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I feel like Sue Storm was with Captain America. Who um, did the X Men side with? Uh, I don't remember. I really don't. Um, I feel like that this was one of those stories where they just didn't really include a lot of the X Men. They were still recovering from. Uh, a bunch of the mutants getting wiped out. I forget what that story was. They were still was. recovering from Grant Morrison. <laughs> wow. uh, I remember Dare, Daredevil was a part of this. He guarded the um, prison that they were holding some of the non-registered superheroes. So he was a part of it as well. Um, but yeah, I can't remember what uh, what all the teams were, who was on which team. Yeah. Um. But I do remember Spider-Man was on Tony Stark's team. But for a very kind of stupid reason, which was he revealed his secret identity. And that kind of got the ball rolling to ruin Spider-Man ultimately. But um, at the time it was kind of cool, even if it felt really contrived. Spider-Man takes his mask off and a press conference on television and says, I'm Peter Parker. 
and then all of a sudden, you know, his world gets turned upside down. And then Tony Stark gives him that the the spider suit with like all the the mech, the iron spider, whatever it was. And um, it was. I didn't like the way it was executed afterwards. Like after it was revealed, like all those Civil War times. You remember those comic book covers where one half of it was like white <clears throat> and it said a Civil War tie-in or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the other half was artwork. And it was like, why is so much of this being devoted to Civil War? Like back in the old days, it was a snipe, just a little corner that said an Infinity Gauntlet crossover. And that was enough. Not only that, it doesn't make sense the way that they put it on the comic book shelf. Like, because the, the title would be on the second half, but if you had, like, tiers of comics behind it, the, the comic in front of it would cover the title. It was, it was just stupid by Marvel to kind of design things like that. But anyway, I didn't really like what they did with Spider-Man after that because I didn't feel like they took advantage of how cool it could be to have Spider-Man fighting all of his classic villains that now know who he is. And now Spider-Man needs to protect everyone in his life. And I thought, well, this is a great opportunity to include Spider-Man's best allies, like the Fantastic Four and Daredevil and guys like that that are coming to his aid. They have his back. Like, okay, if you're going to go after Spider Peter Parker and his family, you have to deal with us too. And they did. They never did that. They completely dropped the ball. Well, because in really short order, they rewrote Spider-Man's complete history. I think right after Civil War happened, Kingpin came after Aunt May mm -hmm. because, as a repercussion of him coming out and showing the world who he was, Kingpin comes after Aunt May. Peter Parker throws on his black outfit. And then to save Aunt May, he makes a deal with the devil and rewrites his entire history. So you're right, Matt. They didn't take advantage of it because there were only, you know, what, six books after this big, huge event. Was it only six? It was It was very brief. It was, it was like maybe one. I think it was just one story arc after yeah, Civil War wrapped up. But that that was the story that started to propel things down this horrible rabbit hole that we have since not emerged from like spider-man has been broken since then correct oh yeah absolutely i don't think the character is going to suffer the same fate in the movies he's peter parker as he should be he's probably going to have aunt may of course he won't be married to mary jane but aunt may is going to be marissa tomei so who needs mary jane marissa yeah. tomei <laughs> well of course foot fetish guy but oh, yeah. get the fuck out of here. That's why Paul likes her. And I said Toe May, not Toe May. You said Toe? Whatever you want to say. Like Aunt May. Whatever. Not Aunt Toe. You, you gave the word Toe. You, you were heavy on the toe. Well, we have recorded evidence, <laughs> so we'll see. So uh, I don't know what they're going to do with Spider-Man. I don't think that he has enough of a reputation in this new universe to kind of like... Be like, oh, and by the way, this is Peter Parker. I don't think that's going to happen. I just think it's going to be another one of like the people on the heroes on Tony's side. Yeah, I don't think that that's going to take place. At the press conference in the comic books, that was one of the impactful things that he said. He said, I'm Peter Parker. I've been Spider-Man since I was 16 years old yep. or something yep. like that. So, And they, they played it in different 
different books and in that book where he unmasked and he's like, I'm Peter Parker. And a lot of his villains that he's been fighting just go, who? Because it's not like he takes off his mask and he's like, I'm George Clooney. That everybody knows. He's like, I'm Peter Parker. So, like, all of his villains are like, who the, who the fuck is it? Who? Mm-hmm. It doesn't, doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Which I think was an interesting take on how to do that. Because why the fuck would they know who some fucking high schooler is? But they've been fighting him for that many years. You would think that... I mean, how many times has Peter Parker's mask come off during a fight or it's gotten shredded or... or well, in the, the movies, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in the books, he's, in he, the, he manages to keep it on. I mean, from time to time, his mask comes off in the books or people find out who he, who he is. You would think that some of them would know that Peter right. Parker's Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. I think that Marvel's going to probably have some kind of fast track to get a Spider-Man movie out after this. Like, people just... They fucking love Spider-Man. Like it, well, don't they have it already established that it's coming out next year or it, something? Oh, I don't think Is it next year? It's, I don't think it's I don't that. think it's for years. Ooh, let's check the timeline. There's a timeline out there that we can go and look up. There's all the, the cement... Hey, we're trying to do... Cement-laced uh, fingers typing on keyboards. Trying to Untitled do it. Spider-Man Reboot 2017. And that's that, next year, right? Wait, With my math is wow. right. That is next year, Paul. He got you there. Yeah, he totally did. Zing, you got me. Matt knew all the time. All the that's, while. That's also something that I read during my show prep, but that's cheating, I know. <laughs> you well, asshole, wait, you pulled be, a Carlos Mencia. To be Finding fair. out dates isn't show prep. Or I mean, that is show prep. That counts. I but, stole somebody else's jokes? stole someone's ideas. I didn't steal an idea. It's, you were, that's an you IP. Were, when you presented, like, oh, it's this not is an IP. It's wait, something wait, wait, that wait, happens wait, in the trailer that I fucking read. Right, but you kind of passed it off like, I, I realized when I was watching it that this is, like, from here. No, I said something that I liked. Do I have to do I have to say, show my work all the time? Do I have say, to say do I have to reference my 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 sources? Is that say, what I have to do? If you say beaners one more time this episode. <laughs> you're done, Carlos. You need You went to go see Carlos Benzia live, you motherfuckers. I don't want to hear it. He was good, that's before we knew he was a dirty thief. We always knew he was a dirty thief. I never you knew. You need to bring a bibliography to the next episode, sir. <laughs> I didn't see your references. <laughs> on note cards. What the fuck was that all about? You had to put that shit on note cards and it had to be like this line indented. Yeah. It was like, what did that ever accomplish for me? Look at me now. I do a podcast every single week. We steal music for that podcast. And we pretend it's our own. That's what we do here. So, what did you guys think of the costume? Matt, do you want to take this? Well, before I get into that, I'd like to say... <laughs> Just keep pushing it off. Before I get to that, I'd like to say I was not surprised that Spider-Man was going to show up because when I went to see it, I like I clicked on the picture on YouTube and the picture, the thumbnail, had Spider-Man on it. I was like, oh, I guess he's in this fucking trailer. And so it was just a matter of like, when's he going to show up? When's he going to show up? When's he going to show up? Um, but... When he did, it still looked really cool. It still looked cool. I liked it. I, you know, the costume was almost perfect. You know, it, it harkens back to the to the Steve Ditko style. 
Um, maybe the John Romita Sr. style Spider-Man with some weird line choices here and there. Uh, it's not quite as perfect as the last Spider-Man costume was that was in Amazing Spider-Man 2. <coughs> Excuse me. It might not even be better than the Tobey Maguire one, but if they clean up some of those lines that they have and they kind of like make it look right, it could be the best one ever. Maybe. I like that for once it didn't have like that weird scaly texture to it that every superhero costume since the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man has had. Um, it looked like it was just clothes. Yeah, there are... It looked smooth. There are some things to really like about this Spider-Man costume. I think... But I also think they really... Like, they just couldn't help themselves. You have the the Spider-Man costume. You know what the Spider-Man costume looks like. You know how the arms come down and the... The boots come down and all this other nonsense. It's been documented since the fucking 60s. You know how this costume's supposed to look. There's enough different on this costume with the the webbing not... You know, the webbing's not... It's not raised. It's just stitched into the rest of the Did costume. Did you look closely? The mm -hmm. webbing, the lines are actually double lines. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. The, the eyes... They're tiny Ditko eyes. Um, they they move. So there's a lot of there's there's a lot that they get right, and I feel like this is not to not to bring it back to hockey and the Los Angeles Kings, God but no. this is my best example of this. There are a handful of jerseys in the NHL that are almost classic traditional hockey jerseys. Almost both LA Kings jerseys included. They could be so fucking sweet. But, like, it. They get so close and then they're like, oh, we're gonna put these extra stripes on it. And they fucking blow it because they can't help themselves. And I feel like that's what's going on with this Spider Man costume. It's so fucking close to being perfect. And then someone just couldn't help himself and added all these thick stripes around the bicep and the wrist and the top of the boot. The stripe on the top of the boot is hideous like, like it's it's nonsense it i don't know why they just threw that on there they don't need to be there like i and i would love just from a design standpoint i'd love to be in the room when these guys are putting this together to i i, I need I, I need the explanation as to why they did this because no matter how hard I, how hard i think about it it doesn't need to be like that. The explanation is, I am designing this costume, and I want to put my stamp on it. I don't want to do the 100% authentic version that Ditko and Ramita came up with, you know, those versions of that costume. I can't, I can't do it. I have to put a, a little stripe on it. It's like signing but your name right. to it's the artwork. You're talking about it drives me top. crazy, and because that little thin red stripe at the top of it, it just doesn't make any sense. But that's that's the thing. There's enough different about this costume already without those extra without stripes. stripes right. Your mark has you've left your mark. You don't need to add that extra shit. And it looks good. Like I love the head. I love I love the eyes. I I'm sure. You know, maybe I'd like an explanation of how he gets them to move in the stories. Well, I mean, it's but, Stark Tech. I'm sure they're going to explain right. that. But you know, to a point, I'm like, you know what? 
this looks really good. I don't maybe I don't even need to know that. But the just from a aesthetic standpoint, from like someone who likes uniform design. Like I'm like come on, man, you're so close. But you fucking blew it again. I don't know if they completely blew it. I really do like the general design. I think that it was kind of inspired for them to go back and say, check it out, we're going to do the 1970s, 1960s Spider-Man costume. We're not going to put some kind of new spin on it. We're going to do the most authentically old school looking Spider-Man that we can that we can make ourselves do before we put stripes and some piping on it and shit like that. Um, I like the design of it. The problem that I have is that it's it's I think it's overly CG and it's overly smooth. It looked odd whenever you when he first comes into frame and he raises up from the superhero pose, I think it felt a little too cartoony. It's five seconds of film. I think maybe it'll look a little bit different in, you know, it, it almost looked a little bit like unfinished work to me. I, I, I don't know. It felt a little too cartoony and when you put it up against what Deadpool looked like, and sure, we had a whole movie of Deadpool, but Deadpool looked like a real character that was walking around in a real environment because it was a, it was a mix of real life and CG, and I thought that they handled it really well for a character that wore a mask all the time but had to emote with his eyes, and I thought that that was done a little bit better than the five seconds that I've seen of this Spider-Man. A little too smooth. To me, also... I feel like the body of this Spider-Man looks like a 25-year-old, but the voice that comes out is a 12-year-old. I just... And, and again, five seconds of film. I'm judging it on, you know, basically that superhero pose, I yeah, guess. Yeah, but they need to... Yeah, he's in the superhero pose, but they need to match that with Tom Holland's physique. It's not going to be... Hey, Spider-Man's in the suit is not going to be 100% CG. Like, Tom Holland is the frame for that. But he's... But, see, the thing is, Tom Holland wasn't on set for this. This is a stunt person. So it's not even Tom Holland's body that they're modeling this off of. And I think I have a problem with that. I wish that it was... How many... How many... And I read that somewhere, too, uh, if, if I need to cite my sources. How many... 16 year old male bodies have you seen like more than I, you would imagine i'm sure i like that that never that was never even a question for me like i i think it's well, fine well that's you you were nitpicking other things this is what i'm choosing to nitpick um it, when i first saw it i was i thought it was a little my biggest gripe is it looks a little too cg heavy i don't think that's going to hold up in a few years if these are the finished cg effects for all the spider-man stuff that was one of the first things you mentioned to me was how bad the cg of this was and i, I really don't think it is maybe i'm just i just don't give a shit or i'm just desensitized to things at this point but i didn't and i had seen it online a couple different places where the effects were getting hammered a little bit but like I didn't, that didn't even cross my mind. Did you read that online too? Yeah. I don't know. Do I have to college show prep? Or? Do I mean? Do I have to uh, I talk about everything that I read and heard and listened to? 
Is that just me that I have to do this? Or do you guys have to just cite sources? Just trying to see what, what is Ian's opinion versus what Ian read and passes off as his opinion. That's if, all. Is it me passing it off as my opinion? If I saw something, I was like, oh, I, I did like that. That is what I felt. I didn't know that it matched up so exactly to the original film. This is ridiculous. I'm not defending my fucking <laughs> stance on this. You guys are assholes. <laughs> well... Oh, and by the way, this sequence here where Spider-Man steals the shield, mm -hmm. it appears to me like Black Widow has switched sides. She's on Cap's side in this moment. Okay. Is it before or after a battle, Matt? It looks That's to be during the battle. But, um... So I've watched that, that flipping sequence now, what... Ten times in a row as you were talking. I, I don't I don't see it as bad CGI. I don't even see it as, as CGI at all. Are you sure that's CGI? It is, Matt. Don't be a dummy. He read it somewhere, Matt. Of course he did. <laughs> because I, I read it with my eyeballs. <laughs> um Ian, it makes you sound uh just stupid. Um <sighs> it that I think that it makes me sound stupid that that clearly CGI character is CG, and I think it's a little too smooth and cartoon. That is exactly correct, what you just said. That something that is maybe CG, not CG, is clearly CG, and it looks like shit. Like, that sounds stupid. That's that not, sounds like internet well, fanboyism. It, like, I you're didn't better say, than that. You're I better than that. Well, what you're doing right now is internet fanboyism just on the opposite side. There is no such thing as positive internet fanboyism. You clearly haven't. Negative. You, you clearly haven't seen any other reaction to the Spider-Man stuff. Then. You were saying people are, are saying that it's rough on online. You read did it I, yourself. Did I say How that? Else would you have gotten this would, opinion. Did, did I say that, or did I, I say, say I felt like that? I would that's, say that's what I, I said. I felt. I didn't say that anybody else said that. I've read more negative critiques over this entire thing than I have positive. Which is funny, because I'm sure it's these same people who have been clamoring, just give them to Marvel. Just give them to Marvel. Well, you know what? They did. So this is what you get. So shut the fuck up. I don't think that being a, a little critical about something looking a little too cartoony is the worst thing on Earth. If you sit there and have an opinion about something, and it's not lining up exactly with somebody else's and you just shout them down and say, well, you just said that that looked like shit. Well, that's actually not what I said. I said it looked... I didn't say it looked like shit, man. I, I like it. I said I don't that like I like the costume. All of those choices were good except for the stripes. And I think that it looks a little too cartoony. Yeah. That's what I said. I don't, I don't, I don't like think it looks like stripes. shit. I love the head. I love the tiny Steve Ditko eyes. Uh, you know... I like the red spider on the back that harkens back yeah, to yeah, classic cost, shit. A lot of the yeah, costume overall, designs okay. I look at it like I look at modern day sports uniforms. You know what? They're not they're not going to design these things like they did in the '80s anymore. This is as good as it's going to get. Let's let's enjoy it. I don't know, man. They they kind of nailed it with the last Spider-Man movie. They did. They can get back to that. You know, like I said, take the stripes out and boom, you have it. Just wait for fan reaction to be like, what are you doing? And then they'll fix it. What I take issue with more than anything is, Ian, maybe it is CGI, whatever, but like, I don't see it being clearly CGI. Like, 
I think I have a very critical eye when it comes to CGI or crap effects or whatever. I don't think it looks bad. I really don't. I think it looks just totally fine and acceptable. I mean, like for example, I didn't say it wasn't unacceptable. Man, you said, I said you said it's it a rough. little. I said it does look rough and it looks cartoony. Like, Cause it fucking does, like, man. Do you think that in the trailer, like War Machine, like I think no. that it's it's difficult when you have a character that's one hundred percent covered, right? One hundred percent covered. Sometimes you can think that maybe it's CGI or it's not CGI. Like I think maybe some instances Deadpool may have looked a little fake here or there. Uh, Colossus. Colossus did a little bit, but what was that totally CGI? Was Colossus, it a stand-in? It, it, it was. It was totally CGI, and they used different performances and recreated it. And I read that somewhere, if that's okay. I read an article about the three actors it took to make Colossus. There's a difference between the way that... In, in, now, I you... understand that... Hold on. And I also understand that Iron Man and War Machine are completely shiny, smooth, metallic characters right. that are supposed to appear that way. And there's a big difference between that and spandex or clothing. I understand that. But War Machine and Iron Man look like they're actually standing there. They look great. Spider-Man looks a little too smooth, mm -hmm. looks a little unreal to me. Now, in this little clip right here, we'll see War Machine slightly turn his head. Watch that. Did that look real to you, or did that look fake? Let me check the internet and see what they say. Uh, this article says that that looks real. That's what I thought. So, anyway, I don't think that people being critical of small things, like maybe this five seconds looks a little too smooth and a little too cartoony. Well, that Don't take that as, oh, I'm going to hate this movie and fucking Spider-Man's terrible and this is the worst and this is a piece of shit. That's absolutely not what I'm saying. We're not taking it that way. But I was. Granted, oh, granted. Well, no, that is how, that's how you guys I'm are reacting not, to I'm me. Like, reacting like that. Putting a small little criticism out there. That's all I'm doing. And you guys are like, right. fuck you. I love Spider-Man. Well, I do too. That's do you again? I guess not. Do you? Let me check. <laughs> so, I I don't think that it's totally unfair to judge the five seconds of Spider Man that they gave us. Like this is what you gave us. This is all we have. If you want us to react to it, we're allowed to react to it. It's just whether unfair it's, for me to not like it and love it's it like you. Whether negative or positive, I I think it looks totally fine and i think it looks totally real i i would like i know that you said it looks a little smooth but like i don't know i i don't i see imperfections in the movement like i think you can do cg and make it look 100 percent real i really do i think we're in a lot of cg effects we're at a point now where we can't tell unless we fucking read whether it's CG or not. I seriously believe that. Um, you know, there's a sequence, even in the first Spider-Man movie, there's a sequence when the Green Goblin throws those pumpkin bombs at Spider-Man when he's in the burning house. And Spider-Man does that weird flip thing in slow motion. It looks really real, but that's fucking CG. And, like, unless somebody told me that, I would have said, Where'd you that's that? real. I think it was on the commentary in the Spider-Man, on the DVD for Spider-Man, 
and Sam Raimi was talking about how that was CG and it was like wow that's really impressive like if you told me that that was a real guy I would say alright if you told me that CG I'd say okay but to think that it's rough I just I seriously do not get it at all I don't know where it's coming from it's coming from my eyeballs looking at what I'm seeing on your computer Matt but you, we can agree to disagree with it. I think there's a lot of stuff that we like about this Spider-Man. I think the fact that Spider-Man is going to be in this movie at all is really exciting. I think it's going to be really cool. I do like the design that they came up with. I think it's a cool move that they went so iconic with a little dash of the Stark technology in the eyes. I don't have a problem with that. I know that some people do, but I think it's cool. And it's... This Spider-Man is it's undeniably Spider-Man down to the the spider on his chest which is a throwback logo it it kind of looks a little bit like a McFarlane logo I I wish it was a little bigger because the big field of red um I, I just wish that maybe it was moved up a little bit, a little bit bigger. Well, but he wears once that once again. He Spider-Man wears that so bad guys can't see him bleed. Um it actually is very similar to the original logo that like Steve Ditko drew on him. Like he had really, really, a really small logo on his chest. So it's it's actually very accurate to the original. Um, there's some weird shit going on though. Like it looks like he has some kind of weird belt type things going on. Um, aside from the unnecessarily random aesthetics, line aesthetics. I'm telling you guys, they balled up the aesthetics. What is that? So mean? close. So close. Balled up means so close. They fucked it up. Oh, they fucked it up. They balled it up. I right. never heard mm. that before. Balled up? They balled it up. Huh? And that, that's, that's not, what's aggravating. We're not going to attack Paul on this, man. So close. So close. But they sense. couldn't help it. I'm just themselves. saying. Um. Yeah, I. Paul, where did you read that? Balled up. Did you read that on the internet? Or did you make that yourself? I've uh, heard balled up. I've used balled up. Not right. since 1997, but you know. Well, yeah, yeah. That's a that's an old school term. That's a that's a throwback to 1897 when I was a young buck. Look out, son. Yeah, the I think that the the legs on the spider logo are closer to the McFarlane ones because they stick straight up, whereas the Ditko ones kind of go down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like a squashed McFarland right, kind of. Right. Whatever. Um, and I did I googled Todd McFarland Spider Man and Steve Didco Spider Man. So I'm showing my work. Anything else we want to talk about this trailer? Anything any other fun tidbits? Is this trailer gonna derail any of the Batman v Superman momentum? Or do you think that this Spider-Man strategy didn't really work? It just got us excited. I don't think so. There's enough that, love for both. I think there. Well, I think there's enough love for the Marvel stuff, and they're far enough apart that Marvel doesn't need to inject Spider-Man into this. I mean, these shit are these are about one month apart. DC. This is at the Batman v Superman's at the very tail end of March, March. and this movie is at the very beginning of May. So it's about yeah, five weeks I apart. Like no one's yeah, but no one's gonna. Be like, oh, fuck, Spider-Man. I'm going to save my money. Well, nobody's going to do that. It's Everybody's going to see that. both of these, right? I don't think that was the strategy necessarily, but it's to try to generate more and more hype for this. 
uh, to the point where people maybe are just focused on that, not talking about Batman v Superman so much. Like, until this trailer, people, the buzz was Batman v Superman. The buzz was, you know, Suicide Squad, but this, I think, brings the excitement back. I think that this stole the news cycle. Everything that you see out there now was the breakdown of Spider-Man's costume. You see memes out there of people really excited about Spider-Man or talking about the eyes or whatever. The, this has definitely shifted the conversation back to this movie it, away from Batman Superman. It's so cool and so exciting to see this. Like It, it gives me hope that maybe 20th Century Fox is going to be like, wow, like if we let if we team up with marvel we could do some really amazing shit like, i would people love would be to so see hyped. x-men avengers right Wouldn't that be like, fucking like awesome? you know what guys okay here's the fantastic four here's silver surfer we get a cut but go ahead and put him in infinity war um and i think one thing that paul you and i were having a text conversation last week about Old Man Logan and the announcement that they're going to make Old Man Logan as Wolverine three. I didn't hear that. Is that legit? No, I, no it isn't legit. But I mean, like all signs point to yes. Really? On this one, that they're gonna that because like well, Deadpool's done well and they want to push the R stuff and for this last Hugh Jackman Wolverine movie they want to pull out all the stops and Wolf, Old Man Logan's the most iconic Wolverine story. So, like, that's what... Is it? Well, it's one of. It's a newer, what? iconic story. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, that's the rumor that I keep seeing pop up everywhere that, like, you know, Hugh Jackman's mentioned it. Lee Schreiber has mentioned it. Like, so... There's even, some real heat Even if the rumor. studio isn't like, yeah, this is what we're doing, they're probably like, oh, they even the actors want to do this. That's the problem exactly. that we were talking they about. Can't. Because Old Man Logan isn't really a Wolverine story. Right, it's not an X-Men story. It's a Marvel Universe story. Exactly. But, with that said, that's the coolest thing Mark Miller's ever written, in my opinion. Um, It's it's my... Cooler than Civil War? Civil War was great, but it just didn't have an ending. Yeah. I don't, to be honest, I don't remember how Old Man Logan ends either. Can I spoil it? Yeah, or, go for it. It ends with um, he finally pops the claws. Uh-huh. Uh, he, um, I think he, like, guts one of the Hulks or something at the end. Uh, Hawkeye gets shot and killed. Blind um, Hawkeye. Blind Hawkeye, who's fucking awesome. Like, who the fuck is going to play Blind Hawkeye? How cool would that be? Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell. Who would be a cool Hawkeye? Would you want age makeup Jeremy Renner? Would you want all of the... No, not necessarily. Like, say in a perfect world, we get Marvel... You know, Marvel Studios presents Old Man Logan, and they get to use the Red Skull. You get to bring back um, fucking Agent Smith for Red Skull. You get Mm -hmm. to use the Captain America uniform. You get Mark Ruffalo Hulk... All those different things. Would you go with those actors? Was Hulk in it, or was it just the Hulk? It was like the Hulk's family. I don't know if he was in it, but um, I thought it was just like his family. Everybody was such a fucking asshole. The Hulk was dead, but all Hulk's descendants were like super semi-retarded rednecks. Right. Because you're inbred. Right. (laughs) That's hot. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, yeah, I, I think that uh, that would be kind of cool if Marvel Studios was able, if this was the first step in uniting studios and getting that crossover effect from different studios and having uh, Old Man Logan with when, all of the Marvel Universe characters, just like in the fucking comics. When this comes out and is the biggest movie of the year, second biggest, whatever, and it's making money hand over fist and 20th Century Fox sees how much money is just being handed to Sony... By them saying, okay, here. They might be willing to be like, okay, here's a Fantastic Four. Put them in Infinity War. I love that Infinity War hasn't happened yet because that still gives us hope that they could put the Silver Surfer into it because the Silver Surfer is as vitally important to that story more so than anybody Marvel currently has in their stable. That's the crazy thing. Silver Surfer, you get some Galactus in there, maybe maybe for even future movies. I think that the Fantastic Four still has a good movie in them somewhere. Um, If you need to throw it back to the 60s and the space race and do it in the the time and age of Agent Carter, then do that. I think that that might be kind of cool. Was Agent Carter the 60s? I mean, she went through the 30s, 40s, and she could still be forming S.H.I.E.L.D. in the 60s, right? It would take place right during... um, Days of Future Past. Right. So, yeah, how cool would that be? You could have a little... It hasn't even caught up to that yet. But uh, what I'm saying is, like, you could have... um, You could have Haley Atwell in that Fantastic Four movie to kind of bring those universes together. If if we're dreaming right now, you could have some of the Days of Future Past stuff. Or not Days of Future Past, uh, First Class. Some of those characters. Like, that would be fucking really awesome. I think that would be super cool. Yeah. So... Good, only good things are going to come of this, I think. This is really exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I, think this is going to be bad. Like, I think I was, Spider-Man injected in this is going to work out great. You mm-hmm. know, I, I think that we have not had Spider-Man really done right since 2004. Or was it... I, yeah, it was 2004 with Spider-Man 2. The Spider-Man that we got, the Spider-Man stuff that we got... In Amazing Spider-Man 2 was really good. It was. It was. Um, and it's arguably the best Spider-Man we've ever had. Uh, but overall, like, the movie just... With those villains, holy crap. The villains. And, 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 and they don't age well at all. You know, like, when you go back and you look at it, you're just like, What? There's there's so much that almost reminds me of like a Joel Schumacher Batman movie going on in Amazing Spider-Man too. It's it's kind of like it's embarrassing. Yeah. Well, yeah, Jamie Foxx is like a he's Otis. Yeah, yeah. I they, mean, it's like you know, terrible. right down to the fucking goofy music whenever he's. he's on scene. I thought he was more like uh, Arnold. He's like Arnold mm-hmm. in as Mr. Freeze with er, all one-liners, every fucking thing he well, he's says. Well, Otis Arnold mashup. Yeah, like in in uh, Batman and Robin, every time Arnold spoke, it was a one-liner about freezing and cold and snow. Whereas when fucking Jamie Foxx spoke, it was always about electricity and mm-hmm. frying and just all kinds of nonsense. Holy crap. How did that happen? How did that? That was just a couple of years ago. How did that happen? Fucking terrible. Was it a? What, was it? Was it last year? It was less or, than a year and a half. Yeah. Man. Or, it I'm was, sorry. It was. It was almost two years. Ago. Yeah, you're. You're right. You're right. Because last year was uh, Age of Ultron. 
That is hard to believe too, that that was just a year ago. Cause that was, I just feel like we know exactly what people will react positively to. You shouldn't be messing anything up. Like we know, we know what people's tastes are at this point. Like there's no excuse for messing these things up. Yeah. And Age of Ultron was a big misstep. Civil War, I think, will not be a misstep at all. It's gonna do it for us tonight. I think we've covered everything we need to cover. Called out Ian on some bullshit. What's the King score again, buddy? Uh, I haven't even been paying attention. I've, you know what? I've been paying attention to the podcast. I've yeah, been paying attention. That's debatable. To my buddies. <laughs> paying attention to the podcast with your thumbs. Get the fuck All out over of your phone. 3 nothing. end of the second. All right, go Kings. Well, thank goodness. I mean, they are the kings of the NHL, after all. Still hate both your guts. My name is Paul McGinty. Yeah, sharply. Matt Casal. We'll see you next time. write a bibliography. You've finished writing a brilliant research paper. Don't forget to give credit where credit is due with a bibliography. You will need word processing software and research sources. Optional, a format handbook. Step 1. Format a page with double spaces and one-inch margins and center bibliography at the top. Align the first line of each entry against the left margin and indent any additional lines five spaces. Step 2. Alphabetize sources by the author's last name. If no author is listed, use the first word of the title of the source, excluding a, an, or the. Step 3. Start each entry with the author's last name and then first name, separated by a comma and followed by a period. Additional authors are cited with the first names followed by last names. The final author is preceded by and. Step 4. Cite the title of an article in a book, magazine, or internet source two spaces after the period. The title should be followed by a period and be contained inside quotation marks. Consult a format handbook for how to cite less common sources. Step 5. List the name of the book, magazine, or internet source in italics two spaces after the period. Include volume and issue numbers for magazines and for internet sources, proceed the title with the date the source was written. This source is sometimes underlined. Check any guidelines you were given to see if there is a preference. Step 6. Provide the publisher information for a source from a book. Type the city of the publisher followed by a colon, then the publisher's name, comma, and then the year of publication. Step 7. For a magazine, add the date of the issue followed by a comma and the pages where the article appears. For an internet source, 
Put the date you accessed the source followed by the URL in angle brackets and with a period. Did you know? According to a national survey, 54% of U.S. students admitted plagiarizing from the Internet.